0: Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's go. We're Brooklyn, we're Brooklyn, we're Brooklyn. Well, actually, I live in Delaware now. So does that make me a Delawarean? You, you know, Beyonce is my friend in my head. Gay my people sometimes, too. When I was a kid, I had an imaginary enemy. Like, does that make me crazy? Does that make me crazy? Life as P, presented by Say What Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Life as P. I'm your host, Phoenix Ash. I say welcome back because a lot of you guys from what I understand, are (laughs) repeat listeners, and I so appreciate you guys. You know, I'm always telling you how much I appreciate you, and you're probably tired of hearing it by now, but I don't care because I appreciate you, and I feel like I need to express that regularly because I'm so thankful to have a platform to be able to share my voice, share my thoughts, work my things out, and hopefully help you guys work some things out in the process. If you are a first-time listener, thank you for checking me out. Definitely, I'm excited to have you here, and hopefully you stay for a while, listen in, might find something you can deem useful, and maybe go back to some past episodes and find some extra stuff there too. So I am going to talk a little bit today about boundaries. As a lot of you know, I'm going through a divorce, and for a lot of us creatives or even entrepreneurs who are trying to find their way in their creative world, or try to find your way in chasing your passion when huge things come up like divorce or children going away to college, or for whatever reason you need to move or anything like that. It can throw a monkey wrench in absolutely everything. <laughs> it is hard to focus, it is hard to get everything to, but it's very hard to maintain your focus, but even harder in my experience to maintain your boundaries if they're fuzzy. If your boundaries are fuzzy or you haven't spent any recent time deciding what those boundaries are, it can be very difficult for you to draw the line in the sand, so to speak, And really define your space. So I've been struggling with that for some time. However, I've made some decisions recently where I was like, real proud of myself. Like, girl, that's you putting your boundaries in place. That's you deciding what you will and will not do, what is for you, what is not for you, and being extremely clear with it and deciding how far you can go in whatever direction. And I just thought about it and was like, gosh. I think for some time, I wasn't even sure that I was struggling with that. And it was because I hadn't spent any time with it. A lot of us will define what our boundaries are and think we know it and just like go about our daily lives. But I found that as situations change, as circumstances change, and there's a lot of new elements thrown into the pot, that we sometimes have to reconsider what those boundaries are. We have to redraw the box. We have to figure out... What it is that we want, how it aligns to what we need. And we have to evaluate situations that are temporary or semi permanent and figure out how that fits in the mix. And I think that if we don't revisit our boundaries from time to time, that we could get ourselves into a lot of trouble. At least if you're anything like me, you can. Because I will do some stuff and be like, "Um, I probably should have clearly thought about this boundary beforehand. Or I'll get like, I'm a really sensitive person and I think I'm very empathetic. And I feel like I will make a decision that will make someone else feel good without necessarily taking myself into consideration or taking my situation into consideration or thinking about the permanency of something. I was talking to my aunt the other day and we were talking about my little sister and from a child, I mean, she's 18 now, but from a little girl, I would tell her just because somebody likes you doesn't mean you have to like them. And she's definitely taken that to heart and really embraced that as part of how she moves in her everyday life. She's very clear about what she likes and what she doesn't like and yeah, it's nice you got a crush on me. But where that rule came from was there were a lot of situations in which I found myself dating someone or having a long-term relationship with someone that really was based upon their feeling for me. And it was like, this person thinks this of me or feels this of me. And so who am I to say that that's not the love I want? And I think I talked about this or touched on it briefly in the past, but it's relevant for me now. But it was like, I built this whole thing based upon how someone else felt for me without evaluating my truth and how did I feel for them. And It wasn't just romantic relationships. I found that when I would buy a car, sometimes I would look and be getting ready to sign on a dotted line because the car was offered to me in a situation where it was convenient, it was cheap, someone was helping me or whatever, and without really thinking to myself, is this for me? Does this align with the things that I care about? Is it good on gas? Because that matters to me. Because yes, somebody might be helping me purchase it or purchasing it for me. However, maintenance going to be on me. <laughs> so I got this car and I was so excited because someone was purchasing it for me and we got it at an auction and it was definitely not the car I wanted. There were some other cars at the auction that I was like, ooh, I want that. And the person was with me, and they were actually playing around. They bid on the car, but nobody else wanted the car, so we ended up with this car. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to take it or whatever. But I probably could have quieted them down earlier and been like, yo, chill, before we end up with something we don't want or whatever. But, you know, they were like, look, I'm doing this for you and we're gonna get you something, and we're gonna walk out this door today. And of course it was like, who am I to be so ungrateful? To be like, but this is not the situation that I wanted in. Or even though there were other things, I was like, oh, I like that, but like, even they may not have been totally what I wanted and I probably could have said, you know, maybe this isn't the place. Maybe we don't have to do this today. But I did not wanna appear ungrateful. And it's a freaking car, right? So someone will be like, you are ungrateful. It's a freaking car. It's a free car. Get it how you going to get it. However, on the other side of that, it's a freaking car. So if you're going to spend the kind of money where you're going to buy me a car, don't I do you some injustice a little bit by not speaking up so that you don't spend your money in a place that I'm inclined to be ungrateful for it like I know I'm not going to be satisfied with this right here and I know we could probably go somewhere in that same price range and get something that I like and it wouldn't make a difference in what they were spending so I should probably speak up but I didn't I didn't. And I didn't have the research done on that kind of car. I didn't know what it was to maintain that kind of car. And I didn't have that car long before I got stuck at a red light in the middle of the night on a four-lane road. (laughs) So... (laughs) It was like, damn, I should have spoke up because I didn't know enough and we didn't know enough. And nobody wanted the car, right? So because nobody wanted the car, we probably could have just like not said nothing and went home and researched it and came back another day and did whatever. So I say all that to say is that I was very quiet on what my boundaries were. And I ended up feeling like I was kicked in the ass for it. And the same thing with romantic relationships. Same thing with jobs. I've taken on jobs where it was clear in the interview process or even in the hiring process that this place is not really the place for me, however, feeling as though I needed to be grateful for the opportunity, be grateful that someone wanted to hire me, be grateful that I didn't have to spend a long time on unemployment or anything like that, or that needing to be rescued from my previous job, feeling like, thank God, I have another option. But I didn't spend a lot of time in thinking, so what's the boundary? So what is it that you will not have when it gets crossed? Because had I thought about that, I will also realize that the people that I was dealing with was certainly going to violate my boundaries. I think if I would have just taken an extra second to think about it, These people would have definitely violated my boundaries. And they did. They did. I ended up working at the place. And I told you guys about this place before where I basically asked them to fire me so that I can get unemployment. And they were so bad to me that not only did they agree to fire me, not only did they agree to approve my unemployment, but they also gave me severance. And I had not even been working there a whole three months And they paid me to the end of the month that I was working as well as the entire next month. (laughs) They knew they were bad to me. (laughs) And I was pregnant. It was a mess. But it was unnecessary. It was a necessary mess because I should have taken the time to revisit. Even the fact that I was job searching I should have taken some time out to say, okay, well, what am I searching for? Who am I searching? Not just the kind of job, not just the kind of work, but also what kind of people am I looking to work with? Sometimes I think we get so caught up in the situation that we want, we think about what it is that we want and what it is that we're going for, that we don't really think about the situation and how we want it. We're like so thirsty, so hungry, so set on, you know, as soon as I see this, I'm on it. I'm going to jump on it without really considering that that thing that we want or that kind of relationship or whatever that we want is probably available to us in multiple ways. There's probably multiple avenues for us to get there. And so we don't have to jump on that first thing. We have to really think about how valuable we are to the situation. How much value I bring to the situation. Do I want to write for you? Absolutely. But I know that I'm bringing some talent to the situation. So when you come to me and say, I want you to write for me, but I'm only going to pay you $100 to write this entire book, the opportunity to write for you is great, but you ain't paying me enough. I bring some stuff to the table. I bring a degree to the table. I bring craftsmanship. I bring research. I bring understanding of vocabulary. I bring the fact that I know that I need to get a spell checker, <laughs> that I need to have a proofreader, an editor. I have resources. I know people who can do this for me, who I would pay to do these things. I know marketing, but like, so I bring some stuff to the table. So when you meet, Someone who is like a celebrity or something is like, can you write my memoir or can you write a book for me? I've got $100. Listen, for $100, I can probably give you about an hour of consultation. (laughs) I can give you some time. You can write your own stuff. I can send you some resources, tell you where to go. <laughs> and I don't mean it. I don't mean tell you where to go in like a disrespectful way. And I'm just using it as an example. It's just not comparable to what you bring to the table. When you go for a job and you go to an interview, one of... I don't even remember whose book I read it in. I read it so long ago. One of the most important things that I've learned is when you go on a job interview, you are interviewing them as much as they are interviewing you. People do not hire people for jobs they don't need done. And you don't look for jobs, shouldn't look for jobs that you don't want to do. So their assumption is you want this job. This is the work that you want to do. And so this is what I'm going to pay you, and this is how I'm going to be. Whereas when I'm coming to the table, I'm like, you need this job done. So you need to respect me. You need to respect the talent and skill level that I'm bringing to the table. You need to respect the fact I'm going. When I come to a place of business that I'm applying to, I'm not just coming with I know how to do the work. I'm coming with. I do the work, I do it on time, and I impact your culture. I'm good to your people. I'm friendly. I have leadership abilities. I'm going to talk to people. I'm loving. I'm caring. They're going to know that when they come to work, they work with people who give a crap about them. So I'm going to affect your business on more levels than you can imagine. So I know that when I walk through the door. I know what I can do for you. So as much as you're looking to see what I can do for you, I'm looking to see what you can do for me. So if I feel disrespected by what is being offered as a salary or anyone's behavior or if you're disrespecting my time, I've had interviews where I had to wait a whole hour for a fucking listing. It was supposed to be a phone interview, and not only did the person not show up, but it took them an hour to even communicate to me why they didn't show up and we need to reschedule. That right there tells me I don't want to work for you. Not the fact that something came up and you can't make our scheduled time, because that happens, but the fact that it took you a whole hour to communicate, a whole hour after our scheduled time. So you had all the time leading up to that. And you had an additional hour after I scheduled time for you to communicate what happened or that, I'm sorry, I missed you. And this is a top-level executive. It's like, where's your assistant? Where's your people? You couldn't tell nobody. The only situation in which I expect that is if somebody's in the hospital, somebody's dying, or somebody's having a baby. But it's like, nothing going on with your family, nothing going on with your kids. Huh? You can't communicate. Huh? Did you get picked up by the government? Did they send you back to you? Like, come on. Come on. You have to be able to communicate. I see definitely a big trend in corporate America, in particular in larger companies. You put out applications and people don't communicate. They don't even do their jobs to like move you in the bucket of where you're going to be if they're considering you, not considering you or whatever. And then they reach out like months later. You still want this job? What? No. I don't, even if I haven't found the opportunity. No, not really. Because who are you? I haven't talked to you. You haven't reached out, you know, relationships. Men do it all the time. Women do it too. You forget about, you either have somebody else on your plate, <laughs> somebody else you're interested in, and you forget about someone for a little while. And then you get back like, oh, you still there? Oh, well, now that I'm available and now I don't have anybody else, do you still want me? My answer is to be no. No, no, mm It happens in long-lasting relationships too that are crumbling. Whereas like you have one person angry, like, oh, when I finally decide that I'm going to be such and such for you, that's when you decide to walk out the door. Absolutely. Because you had all that time leading up to it to value who was in front of you. You had all that time leading up to it. I gave my example, like, who was I supposed to be while you figured out who you wanted to be? What did you expect? Did you expect that I would stand still and I would still be who I am? And as much as you were thinking about who you wanted to change into, I was doing the same. And you were measuring what the existing situation was and how you wanted to propel it forward. And I was doing the same, except we were looking at the situation differently because we were looking at different people in the situation. So I just feel like... We need to revisit our boundaries, but we also need to verbalize them. I think there's a lot of confusion when we don't verbalize them. I took on this job last year, and on my first day, I mean, first day, horrible first day, they gave me the wrong time to be there, the wrong address. It was so much chaos. And then the manager came on site on the first day, and he says to me, are you getting all this? Because they're showing me like reports and what we got to run and all of that. And guys, I'm a creative. I could give two flutes about a damn report, but I'm like, okay, this is part of the job. And he's like, I need you to get up to speed ASAP, as if I've been slacking. <laughs> Man, what? I just got here. <laughs> just got here. And that was a perfect opportunity for me to define my boundaries, which I was very proud of myself because I did. I stood up and I said, okay, listen here. I hear what you're saying, but you got to hear what I'm saying. Today's my first day. This is the first time I'm looking at this information. It's going to take me some time to process it. Now, once I process it, I will internalize it. And I will know it so well that I'm able to teach it to someone else. But you have to give me the time to process. Because if you don't, like I just feel like the situation goes one of two ways. You either give me the time to process and you allow me to get it down so well that I can pass it on. You deal with my mistakes. Now you decide how impactful my mistakes are going to be. But if you don't give me proper training, those mistakes are going to exist. So you decide your boundary right now. You decide whether... It's worth it. But don't come at me with some get up to speed ASAP as though I've been slacking. I haven't even done the job yet. You're coming from a perspective of failure. You haven't even given me a chance to succeed. And that set the tone for the relationship that I had with that manager. And we had a back and forth relationship. However, I think that within all of that, he's always shown me respect. He's always trusted me. Because he was always clear that whenever I found issue with something or felt that I was incapable or needed an additional resource, he knew that he could trust me to speak up and say what it is. You know, we need to trust ourselves. Can you trust yourself to speak up and say what it is? Can you spare yourself the suffering? Can you spare yourself the drama the heartache, the belly aching. Can you spare yourself that by just taking the time out to redefine your boundaries every now and again? And when they get crossed, to verbalize them. You don't even have to wait till they get crossed. You can straight up from, hey, I just want to set your expectations. This is it. Little things. Whenever I meet someone new, I tell them off the back. You know, I talk a lot. (laughs) So if you somebody who get annoyed, pissed off, all of that, by somebody who's talking your ear off, you probably ain't going to be my friend because I will chat, 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 chat. chat. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> but I'm clear. Let me set your expectations. This is what it is. And I don't mind people who don't talk a lot. I have a lot of friends who don't talk a lot, but they love to hear me talk. So they be like, girl, tell me one of your stories. I let them. Love them. Love them. But, you know, and I also have friends who be put me on like, listen, I can't call her right now because she's going to talk to me for an hour. I love her. When I have an hour, I'm going to call her. I don't be feeling no kind of way about that Mm -mm. because it's me. And I know that if you're my friend, you know what it is and you love me. Just like, you know, I know what it is with you and I love you. And I feel like we run away from our boundaries because we think that people are not gonna accept us or that we're not gonna have the situation that we want because we have these boundaries. So we bend them, we break them, we blur the lines, we toss them out the window and say, maybe I'm being too hard, maybe my standard is too high. When really it's just, maybe the situation is just not for you. Maybe that's just what it is. And maybe. You don't have to have that situation. You know, I've seen times where, you know, like I have a lot of single friends, right? So I'm joining the ranks, (laughs) but I have a lot of single friends. And I'm sorry, men, I really don't mean to harp on you or anything like that. It's just as a woman, my perspective is going to come mostly from a woman's perspective. But I'm sure you've experienced the same where you meet someone And the situation seems one way. And when you get your emotions evolved or when things start to move in a particular direction via a pattern, then somebody, like, puts a hold on things. It's like, wait a minute. And you're like, this is where our behavior dictates. We're going this way or whatever. And then they sort of renege on what it was that they were showing you. They start showing you some other things or whatever. And you start asking these questions like, so why did you do this? Or why did you do that? Because when you did this or when you did that, that showed me that you were in alignment with my thinking. And if you were not in alignment with my thinking or my feelings, why would you do those things? And basically it'd be like, because I felt like you wouldn't like me or you wouldn't deal with me if that situation was present. Okay. But why was it that you couldn't accept that I wouldn't like you or I wouldn't deal with you if that was what your truth was. So when you changed your truth or the appearance of your truth, it was in fact a lie. And so you made me believe that you were in more alignment than you truly were, only for us to come to the same point to say the situation is not for me. And the way women have to suffer through that so often is ridiculous, I think. And men, if you've experienced the same, it's equally ridiculous. Because if we share our truths and we share our boundaries, that's a scary situation though because that's where the woman shared her boundary and the guy said, oh, well, if this is your boundary, then let me change X, Y, and Z to fall in line with that. But it was just temporary. That's sticky. That's real sticky. And it's a lie. It's a lie. Decide what your boundaries are and live your truth. Speak it. Verbalize it. Move with it. Have your actions aligned because really your actions speak louder than your words. You know, it's cliche, but it's truth. Everything needs to align. So that's my spiel for today. I'm off the soapbox. I promise. <laughs> if you want to hit me up, please do so on Instagram. My handle is at P. It's also the same on Twitter. I'm Phoenix Ash on Facebook. My inbox is always open. No unsolicited dick pics, please. Um, If you want to read any of my work, yo, it's popping with the work, okay? So on Amazon, I have In Her Makeup. I have Soil Sheets. I have cookies and crumbles. I have delectable. Oh, sweet romance. All of that is available on Amazon. It's available in paperback. You can order. Or if you are an ebook reader, it's available on Kindle as well as Kindle Unlimited. Every story I write got some drama, some juice, all that. So there's something for, (laughs) there's something for everyone. I have a new book coming. I'm really excited about it because it's not a book I planned for. It's not something that was on my agenda. It kind of just sprung. So it's a novella. It's called Touch Me First. And oh, it's spicy, ain't it? It's part of Be Love Publications Summer Sizzle. It's pretty spicy. I think spicier than anything that I've ever written. And if you've read Delectable, you know I can get spicy. Uh, <laughs> I hope you guys check it out. It's coming July 31st. If you've been on my Instagram or my Twitter or on my Facebook page, you've seen the ads for it. You've seen my character inspirations. Psst, they some pretty people. I really think that is a turning point for me because this book as well as Delectable have been Neither one of them were books that I planned, but I'm very excited about them. So it's just lovely to see that I'm putting things together a little quicker and I'm executing. I'm not holding on to things for years at a time before getting them done. That's a big deal for me. It's a big deal. So I hope you guys support it, invest in it, love it. Give me feedback, write a review, get up in my DMs, talk to me. I love to talk to you. Until next time when we can exchange power